Welcome to the fundamental interconnectedness of all things, episode number 75. My name is Jeremy. I'm Billy Bob Thornton. And Billy Bob Thornton over there with his thinning gray hair is... Uh, thinning? Thinning. No, it's been pretty stable for the last couple of months. Have you seen Billy Bob Thornton lately? I just watched a movie. Uh, it was a terrible movie. It was uh, Eagle Eye I just watched on... Um, is that the one where they're like watching everything they do and then it goes after him? Well, I has Shia LaBeouf and or... he's like this... this this guy who's brother is in the military and he dies but the eagle eye calls him and and and, and activates him it's like you're activated and they're watching his every move and it was a really dumb movie but anyways billy bob thornton was in that movie and there's a couple of scenes where like the wind's blowing through his hair and you can just see like how thin and gray and balding and old you can count the strands there's like seven strands in the dudes in the top of the dudes well, how old he? he must be like 50 60 70 he's 60. an old dude yeah i guess i don't know it wasn't a good movie um Eagle I, Eye. I don't know i, I what, what was that movie <coughs> where like every like they were following these two people and everything they did was you know under scrutiny and they had to run away from these explosions that were going on and stuff i don't know was that oh, eagle eye wow. that's I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds that's a pretty vague description of a movie. Well, you, they're watching you and like you, you have to run away and something's going to happen and they're after you all the time no matter what. And mm, I don't it was know. a fairly new movie, I don't know, last year or so. Eagle Eye, he shows up in his apartment and he's got like all of this um fertilizer and <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> like I'm going to grow me some big ass tomatoes. Well, I don't mean, fuck with my tomatoes. I get I mean if you mix fertilizer with certain other Base ammonia, ammonia yeah, or whatever right, you can right, make homemade bombs, bombs or whatever yeah. but so in his apartment he, show, McVeigh, he shows up in his apartment there's all this this fertilizer and machine guns and handguns is it like bags of fertilizer and f-16 like flight manuals and all this sort of stuff and and the phone rings and it's like you have 35 seconds to get out of your apartment the fbi are on their way and now who who told him who called him that well that's that's the bad part spoiler alert do you ever want to see the movie? Oh, f- probably the, not. The movie's I, bad. Okay, so spoiler alert. Anybody who's... Aloit. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's, um, it's, uh, this is the movie blog. This is the New England movie blog with the spoiler alert. This is the Jewish movie uh, blog. Uh, and uh, and actually, what is that? What was that? What was it? it was actually a New Jersey thing. Yeah, right. Like so New England. Jewish. Sorry, sorry, It's Jews. the chowder alert. Chowder alert. <laughs> Would you like some chowder? No, I'd like some chowder, please. I don't have any chowder. I got chowder. You chowder head. Is this Kennebunk Port? Kenny Kenny Bunk Port. Um so and uh what what was the question? What was the movie about? It was oh oh I so, like some blue shell who, crabs. Who, okay, so who called him? Who called him? It was like this um Man. Uh, de- Department of Defense supercomputer that had evaluated the current political system of the country and decided that it was acting against its own constitution and because it was acting against its own constitution it now found like some article in the bill of rights that said it was time for um average citizens to 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 rise up against the government and so what it was what this computer was trying to do was force the hand of uh shia labeouf and this other girl uh into uh killing the president the vice president the secretary of defense uh speaker of the house all these people just killing them all and uh eagle eye yeah fantastic yeah but but i mean the it the was, point was is that uh, Billy Bob bad. Thornton's hair is thinning. Yes. And Billy Bob Thornton was an FBI agent who was not in on the whole supercomputer thing because it was like uber duber. So he's going after him and secret. he doesn't understand why they're always <laughs> right. one step ahead. So he thinks like Shia Buff is, is is like a super terrorist who's just got like this massive network of terrorists like guiding his every move. And but he was actually just a putz that wanted to like Shia, blow up the 7-Eleven because they didn't he give didn't him a He didn't want to do that. He just wanted to like pay his rent. And, and, and he was doing that by selling fertilizer to... 
No, well, that was part of the, the that 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 brought him into the Eagle Eye program because the Eagle Eye was. Yeah, but why did he have all the program. all the uh, the fertilizer? Because the, the supercomputer ordered it for him. Oh my to, God! To frame him. Oh, for fuck's sake! So that he would not right, have it, anywhere yeah. to go. And the only thing that he would be able to do would be to listen to they, the computer. Could they backtrack and say, hmm, how did you, uh, where did yeah. you get this? Looks like the Department of Defense's computer ordered this fertilizer for you. <laughs> Looks like it went on eBay and shipped you a whole bunch of fertilizer. Uh, I have no idea what this fertilizer. I came home one day and there was 40 bags of fertilizer in my apartment. It's a bod- I have no idea what. Honey, um, have you been staying up late and ordering fertilizer again? You know the other movie I watched. Um, I, I did a movie. Uh, what do you what do you call it? A, um, a overload double double feature. feature. <laughs> wow, that was a hard one to come up with. I was gonna say triad, <laughs> but uh, a movie. Uh, I did a double feature on Sunday or Monday. Uh, this past Sunday or Monday, and the first movie I watched was Eagle Eye, which I had been told by a friend was like, "Oh, you should watch it." You know, it's it's not great, but you know, you might find it interesting. And I watched. It, I was like, "Well, this is terrible." The second movie I watched was Gone Baby Gone. And uh, I had thought, so it was directed by uh, Ben Affleck, starred his brother Casey Affleck, and I had thought that it was kind of like a action, maybe cars and explosions type movie. I, I, I don't recall seeing a trailer for it, but with a name like Gone Baby Gone. It sounds know, like Gone in 40 Seconds or whatever it gone is. Gone in 60 Seconds, right. That's yeah. kind of the movie or that Fast I, and Furious. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... You like that kind of shit? Have you seen those? No, no, I, I oh, don't. And I no. haven't. So, but I mean, I... But yet, this kind of appealed I to you. I knew that Ben Affleck was... Uh, oh, and also Jason Mewes was involved. He's Jay... Jay and Silent Bob. Oh. But he wasn't like in the movie, he was a consultant. They brought him in as a consultant for some reason. It's like, wow, well, all right. It's, sounds interesting. You know, if it sucks, I can just delete it because it's on the DVR. I don't care. So I watched it, but the movie, wow, it was not anything like this. It was like this, um, and I'm not going to give it away because I think I think everybody should see this movie. Wow. It was, it was very um, slow, methodically paced movie. That like really built the story. It's about <clears throat> two detectives, a guy and his girlfriend who run this detective agency, and uh, a woman whose child is kidnapped. And the, the guy and the girl are like, wow, oh, geez, you know that's terrible. And they're from Boston, so they they got the accents, and they're talking about I'm a detective because uh, I know people in the neighborhood. People trust me. You know, they don't talk to the cops, but they talk to me. You know, so I'm a detective. So if they want chowder, they come to me. <laughs> I'm the chowder man. That's what they call me in the neighborhood. I'm the chowder man. You know, you got Skinny Ray over there, and you got me, the chowder man. Uh, and so the the woman who. Um, whose child's been kidnapped is kind of on this whole publicity thing. She's on the news and everyone's interviewing her and you, you kind of get the sense that she's like kind of taken in by this whole media glitz, even though like her, like a terrible thing has happened to her. She's still kind of so oh, she got in. stars in her eyes. Yeah. And, oh, kind of. I love so, this. They're, they're putting makeup on. Yeah. Me. So her sister-in-law who is like deeply in love, like they're all very poor. This, that's the whole point of the movie is like everyone's very poor. So uh, her sister-in-law is very in love with um, this woman's daughter and is like, just heartbroken that this kid has been kidnapped. Like and more in love than her own mom? Yes. it's That's the sense that you get almost immediately. Because oh, she cares for the, yes. the daughter more deeply. Yes. So he, in she, a familial sense. Yeah. So she's not convinced that the police are doing enough to try to rescue this child. So she hires Casey Affleck uh, as the detective to... to, to follow up on some leads so he's like a, a private detective he's a private detective okay. exactly and uh you know the wow oh, i i i just encourage everybody because gone baby gone it goes and it is and it's a little slow there there are no car chases there's like maybe some gunplay but i mean it's it's just not an action movie it's not an adrenaline pumper but at the end of the movie you twister you it's not a it, kind of a twist, but you're kind of like questioning what is right. And it really brings up a good question about uh, moral decisions. Uh, well, we can't talk about because I've never seen the movie. Right. And, and it, you're not going to give it away. Yeah, so. I, don't, I, I don't want to give it away because on. it's a fantastic film. And I was. I'll probably never watch it for Christ's sake. I was. It was. I mean, I don't know what the term sleeper means. You know, like, like oh, this movie was a sleeper hit of the 90s. Well, I think that 
it refers more to like not many people watched it when it first came out right and but uh, then okay it kinda, like kind of like mule well, that's it's like, like it wasn't very popular when it first came out but then like that's more of like a cult film like a cult film is like well well yeah i think cult and sleeper though are, are, are not necessarily interchangeable but to a certain degree they have a lot of similarities like a, i what you know what i, think, I don't know if sleeper it, it, i mean it, it's kind of a time thing it's like well what you're saying is that this movie is like uh kind of it's real slow pace and at the end it's like wow it all kind of sinks in maybe right. maybe that is the definition of a sleeper film but i, I think it does because like a cult film is like monty python where it has yeah. a lot of fans and or or like the Evil Dead Two movies. Yeah, but those had a lot of fans right from the beginning. Uh, I mean, they, you watch it, you go, "Oh my god, this but, is but, super cool! This is cool!" But it was like a certain percentage of the population. But you continue to watch like those are right. movies that you can watch. Like right. Holy so Grail comes on, you're like, "Oh, Holy Grail! I love this movie." That's and the definition of a cult film, right? But a sleeper film is like nobody you never watched it. And it was like. Oh, this movie's from the 80s, but well, there's nothing else to watch. And then you watch it, it's like, wow. Yeah. This I, took a long time to catch on. Right. It was like sleeping. It was like in slumber for a long time, but now 10 years later, it's relevant. It started to, yeah, it started to, like, the, the genius of the producer, the genius of the actor, the genius of the writer, like, came through, and now people are starting to appreciate what, what was put forth in the film. Right. I think that's more of a definition of thing. But then again, who knows? I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I, that, that was my interpretation. We're speculating as to what these terms mean. Now, yes, it's all... I guess Gone Baby Gone was based on a book. Semantics. And it's one... I was reading some reviews. Like, so after I watched it, I mean, there's there's this whole elaborate um, plot. Of, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a mystery. It's like a murder. Not a murder. There's no murder. Well, there's a... Well, whatever. I'm not giving anything away. There is a murder, but blah, blah, blah. Anyways, uh, it's kind of like this twisted web of intrigue intrigue interest deceit interest whatever it's a twisted web of interest and so it's an a- interesting after film. i got done watching it you know i i they kind of played out like the twist ending and all that sort of stuff and i was like oh and but then i started thinking like wait a minute what about this thing what about that thing and when he did this and and when so i kind of i went online and looked it up and oh. and one of the things that i mean i was kind of like reading about it and i was like oh that makes sense but one of the things that i was looking at was uh just reviews like oh this is based on the book by so and so and you know a lot of the people were like this movie was actually a lot better than the book which is you know generally the reverse, yeah. not the way it works right hmm. i mean generally the book is much better than the movie so ben affleck he, he produced it or whatever he, he directed it and i would have to, i mean I what he's what now what 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 is he in terms of an actor what does he dominion what do i what would i recognize him as well, i because I, right away when you said ben affleck was a, i was like Oh no! Well, he was in like I thought um, of like chick flicks of like something about Mary or something. No, was he wasn't it? in that, but he was in like Armageddon, which was like a really I don't think I ever saw it. Bad action film. Ben Affleck. He was. He's been in. I'm almost all of the Kevin Smith films. Uh, but I mean, he's pretty. He was in Daredevil, which is a terrible movie. Never saw it. Uh, what the, I don't know. Ben. I mean, you type his filmography. He's been in a bunch of shit. Most hmm. of it's been bad. <laughs> But bad to 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 me. Like I don't care for that particular type of movie. But they're movies that go on to make millions of dollars. So he's like very high high profile actor. He's in blockbusters. Was he in um, Dogma? Was that Ben? Oh Affleck? yeah, he was one of the angels. Okay, Dogma. okay, that's all right. All right. Yep. Him and then uh, was it Wahlberg or Matt Damon? Matt Damon. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, all right, I, I recognize him, but and so, I think that's the only movie I remember seeing him in. Right, and so I like Ben Affleck and the fact that he's been in a handful of movies that I really like, but he's also been in a lot of like, like Armageddon or like a lot of just like seems like cash grabs or something. Hey, yes, cash grab. Well, he was in a movie called Paycheck, <laughs> which was basically, you know, what he was after when he did the movie. Yeah, I don't even know what it was about, but. It was some bad action movie from a couple of years back. Anyways, uh, gone baby gone. Gone huh? baby gone. You, I, I just, just go see it and sleeper, yeah. huh? Sleeper. I, I, I think. So. I, I mean, I looked at the monetary. Like it cost nineteen million dollars to make. Holy crap! And, and that, that just seems like that sounds oh, like a wow. lot of money to make a movie 19 wow. million dollars yeah. and, and again like i said there was no explosions uh no 
gory effects, no uh, spaceships. You know what I mean? Like, so was- so Ben Affleck basically probably made all those other movies to save up enough money to be his own. He was like, all right, I'm gonna direct, I'm gonna take this book. Mm, no. Because the and direct- then make this this goofy slow movie that not many people are going to watch, but no, it's going to cost nineteen million dollars. That's not how it works. I mean, I would have to go look at the credits again, but the director doesn't put any money behind a film. It's the producer. Not necessarily. Why? Really? I mean, if you certainly can, you can write, direct, and produce a movie. Sure. I could say I want to make this movie, and I could fork up forty million dollars or whatever, and then I could write and direct. And if have you, my if money you, behind if it. you had done paycheck and gotten you know ten million bucks for it, I would. I said, oh, I got well, I got this. Money in yeah. the bank and I really want to make this movie and you took it to some producer you took it to the to the big movie houses whatever you know the, the guys that would right. you know give the thumbs up or thumbs down and you said well it looks like I'm gonna it's gonna cost about 15 million dollars to make right. and they looked at it and they read the script they're like yeah we'll give yeah, you seven yeah we'll give you seven yeah this is this is really not gonna be a big movie you know well, and you were like well uh, okay and then they said well and we'll give you that seven, but we're going to change this and this. And we got a couple of explosions in there. We want right. some cars blowing up. And some and shit. tits. Yeah, yeah, right. And he's right. like, yeah, no. you know what? I think I'll just make it on my own. I got I got 19 million bucks. I can. He probably does. I'll, have I'll call my brother. Well, Affleck, he's got a couple of brothers. Casey. His he's, brother, he's, right. Yeah, so they got, you know, there's money involved. Everybody gives a million bucks, you know, right. out of 10 people. And yeah, you got 10 million bucks, another 9 million from the studios. Right. But I'm I'm not going to sell out. I'm going to make this movie the way I want to make it. How much do you know? How much the movie actually made? Yes, uh, it made thirty eight million dollars domestically and abroad. Theatrical. Well, that's no, not okay. that's not including uh, whatever HBO and Showtime rights that come along with it in DVD and Blu-ray. That was theatrical movie theater. They made so they doubled their money. Well, just no, when in they when they say when they say that the movie made that much, is that net or gross? I mean, that's how much it brought in, or that's how much they, that the director walked away with to no. be up between the actors and whatnot. That's how much it brought in in the theaters, right? That's how many okay. people went to see it and paid eight dollars or whatever. Yes, this is my okay. Wait, wait. This is my understanding of movies. So you create a product, and this product, including the director's time, the writer's time, all of the actors' times, the grips, the all of those people cost nineteen million dollars. Say 20 just to make it easy. 20 million bucks. It costs 20 million dollars to pay everybody the film, the editing, all of that sort of stuff. The, the food, the, licen- the food, licensing the music, all of that stuff. Renting the lot, 20 million bucks. Then you sell it. Distributing? Um, I don't distributing is different. Well, marketing the studio. So Miramax was the um I mean uh, to make a film and to distribute it and market it are two different things too. Ah, uh, now, now, now you're getting. My understanding is that when you say my movie cost nine, well, no, I think that twenty million dollars would also include the advertising budget. Really, I think. I, I and again, I don't know the fuck. I'm just guessing. But well, from my you, under- you've got some experience here. Look at your yeah, like fiasco with the oh yeah, well send it in and then every yeah. movie that every every copy you have to you know we can talk COD. about that a little too because I got some issues. But anyways, um, my understanding is that like the completed finished project, all of that included the package deal, twenty million bucks. Well, and so if it. And so brought in forty. If you can bring in thirty, yeah, forty to make it easy, you've doubled your money, and that's well, ticket shazam. sales. That's ticket sales. I mean, that's not just doubling your money on five hundred thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars. That's like twenty right. million bucks, right? <coughs> and so, you but know, where do you get twenty million bucks to start with, right? And that's well, and that's where the producers come in, and that's where the movie studios come in. So, if you watch the credits of any movie, you're going to see like you know, uh, oh, Amira, uh, four hundred people. Well, yeah. I mean, well, no, I mean, not yeah, it's, it's just that. But I mean, it's, you're going to see you know a Jerry Bruckheimer film of Miramax, oh, of, yeah. uh, blah blah blah, Twentieth Century Fox, yeah. all DreamWorks, of those companies Orion. have given some money because they believe based on the script and the actors and plus they all get and the directors <laughs> plus they get you know their 10 percent cut of the final i take, yeah probably, see and right? then there's all the sorts of like scale negotiations that go on after that Should i mean play, yeah. a movie like this that had a 20 million dollar budget probably didn't have scale so that 20 million dollars was like here's 20 million dollars everybody's paid you're done and then that other 20 million dollars after that movie has been from red to black Probably just goes to the movie house, the movie studio. 
and, and maybe the producers that actually invested in the film. So Ben Affleck is the director. He probably got paid, you know, two million bucks to go direct it. But after it's done, that's probably all it gets to see. But unless, and again, I don't really know. I mean, there's probably negotiations, that go on contract negotiations. Like, well, I'm going to get, I, 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 I sure. want ten percent of the DVD sales and five percent of the action figures. The gone baby gone action figures. I want five percent of those and t-shirts. Oh, I got to make sure that I get fifteen percent of the t-shirts and the McDonald's Happy Meal toy <laughs> right, rights. Right, right. I mean. Yeah, when you're talking about budgets and when you're talking about like uh, uh, film grosses, that doesn't even count. And a movie like Gone Baby Gone doesn't have all that tie-in shit. But like Star Wars, that doesn't even count. Or Little Hulk. Or Hulk or any of those Batman. movies. All of the cereals and the Hulk chocolate syrup and all that shit. That doesn't even, that's not like, this movie made $20 million. No, it made $20 million in theatrical tickets, but it also made another $15 million in cereal and, and other bullshit products that they pump out to, I don't make money. That's what it's about, right? Make money. And then sometimes every now, but every now and then you get a nugget of of pure um, sweet sweet nectar, high quality high quality gold goodness. christite christite you get some christite nah christite's more of a commodity <sighs> it's a commodity it's not well, so I mean, is it's, sweet nectar that you get well entertainment is a commodity right I mean look at artistic ability you know it's bought but, and okay, sold let me ask you this now have you ever watched a movie and I think Gone Baby Gone falls in this category and there's other movies that it's not so much entertainment because sometimes edutainment <laughs> maybe edutainment but like just thinkutainment oh philosophatainment <laughs> yes philosophatainment philosophatainment where like okay so eagle eye is raising the consciousness tainment Eagle Eye is a movie that's it's got explosions, it's Fluff. got guns, it's got fucking it had car chases like, you know. Right. Have you, have you ever been watching a movie and like we're talking and then all of a sudden like the sound effects come on and it's just like boom 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 it's like really loud and like your wife's like turn it down yeah. and you're like well yeah. if I fucking turn it down I'm not gonna be able to hear when they speak in thirty yeah. seconds yeah which I is ridiculous God, this car crash is gonna be done yeah and you know it's those like, movies right. suck and you I get hate and those that movies. was what Eagle Eye was where it, you would have like this really soft conversation and all of a sudden cars just screeching and crashing and gunshots and jenny's like and then the babies start crying well my my kid sleeps through anything but jenny's just like turn it down it's so loud i'm like oh but if i turn it down in 10 seconds they're gonna talk again i'm not gonna yeah. be able to what to say so that i mean so that's like the adrenaline like oh my god they're going over a hill and the thing is exploding and a helicopter's coming and oh my god and here comes a missile and blah. you know that's and then cut to the back of the limo you turn it back up and then all of a sudden it goes to the airplane that's like crashing into the limo breaking like the sound barrier or some bullshit like that <laughs> um what was my point so that's like that's entertainment star wars entertainments um movies that like get your adrenaline. Right. like we've talked about like the fluff versus thinking movies yeah. where you're just like oh, substance this, this movie is so abstract fun kind of, yeah. right and i wouldn't consider eli a fun movie i mean i think it was intended to be a fun movie but i just didn't like it at all well okay i know exactly what you're saying but going so yeah let me just finish and then i want to hear what you have to say uh, but when i watched gone baby gone i i was intrigued i my attention was held but the subject matter and the conclusion i wouldn't consider entertainment I, you know, do you, does that make any sense? Yeah. Well, and what is? But it was. It, it, well, it was entertaining to the point that it kept you watching, though. Or was it the 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 curiosity that was peaked in your mind to figure out what was going on and how it was going to be resolved? There was some of that, sure. But so I mean, it was intrigue. I mean, the subject matter. But intrigue can be entertainment as well. I mean, everything's matter, entertainment, really. I mean, if yeah. you, what's your definition of entertainment? You know. My definition of entertainment is like uh, a roller coaster, a, a thrill. Uh, okay, so like water one of those, slide. One, like a like a movie like Eagle Eye, <laughs> crashing, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I didn't like exciting. That one, well, but, but right, but I mean, okay, so on a personal level, like a roller coaster is like <laughs> exciting. Oh, adrenaline! Adrenaline! Like, oh, this is so much fun! Woo! We're gonna do it! Yay! Oh, we're going down again! Oh my gosh, this is so much fun! Oh, here we but go! Then again, what, what about the excitement's gonna come? Oh, here it is! And then we're going down. What about watching something like well, The Simpsons? I mean, is that that's entertainment? That's comedic. 
Okay, so it's funny. That's so funny. that's different that, than like adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, sure. But so it's entertaining. Yeah. Well, okay, so I what guess about, okay, so I mean adrenaline isn't the key ingredient in entertainment. But, but I mean watching a movie that makes you think is is entertainment as well. I mean, it's not like a it's not like a, a class. And you know, it, it all kind of blends at some level. I mean, even if you go to school, if, if people that go to school uh, you know, forever, they they enjoy going to school, so it's entertainment for them. You kind of learn. Learning is is expanding your mind, and and that can be entertainment, can't it? Mm. I don't know. Why it, not? Depends on your own individual definition of entertainment. I guess so. I, I would consider like a career student more. What was the word I was just thinking of? Interested, um, intrigued. Well, okay. Yeah. To go back to the Simpsons, and I just watched I just watched Time Bandits the other night, and that's that an, was that was an entertaining. entertaining film, right? But it also had um, some of this not the intrigue so much, but it had a really good point where you you learned something. It had a moral what was the point? structure? The point was um, so these dwarves they stole the map and right. all, they were running around, and all they wanted to do was steal things for money. Right. And the kid was like, you know what? I want to learn about history. Okay. Le- let me go and, and if I could go back in time, I want to learn about history and I want to meet these characters and, and see and he how he lives. Sean Connery and like Right, right. And, and then they, the, the dwarves come back and pick him up and take him away. And he's like, no, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go because all you ever do is money, 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 money. And then at the very end, his parents, <clears throat> like... All they do oh, is watch very TV. Materialistic. All they do is watch with TV. Plastic on top of the right, couches and they and open up the, the the microwave, the brand new microwave, and he's like, "Oh no, no, don't go there, don't touch it, it's evil." And they go, "Ooh," and they blow up and they die. Right. So it was. I mean, and and okay, that was the the moral behind that. Uh, in in addition to being entertainment, was that uh, if all you ever care about is is money, you're gonna live a very shallow life. And you're probably going to die without being fulfilled in a lot of ways. Right. And I think, okay, in addition to that, like Simpsons is is entertaining, but there's usually a kind of a moral story woven into it a little bit, where it's like it's and that that's maybe edutainment, right? So you're learning a little bit about, and I mean, look at look at like Dora, look at the kids' movies, right? Look at the kids' shows, right? Well, there's always a little bit of a moral fiber kind of built into these cartoons where it's like okay the kids are watching these colorful sponges you know <laughs> r- whatever they do hey look spongebob is a great cartoon I okay i Anyways, whatever no. whatever that's my point is, is that they the the colorful little characters right. run around and, and maybe the kids pick up some some foreign languages a little bit of skill there they pick up right. you know um being nice to your friends uh sharing ideas you know learning the alphabet whatever so sesame street right it's edutainment I mean, it's, you, you learn yes. a little bit, but... Okay, but now, t- let's take The Simpsons and let's take the Time Bandits. Let's take Time Bandits. Time Bandits, I guess, you're right, it has kind of this material... The parents are materialistic. The son wants a little bit more out of life, but he's certainly not going to get it from his parents because all his parents do is watch game shows and sit on their plastic-covered... Right. Um, so he meets these dwarves and whatever. But, I mean, that movie was kind of wrapped around this fantasy i'm not maybe science no not science fiction but this well it was basically a dream probably that happened in the kid's head you know but this fantasy kind of humorous um package and same with the simpsons where we're going to we we have a little point that we want to get across but we're we're gonna gonna, we're gonna wrap it around around, we're gonna tell some jokes we're gonna we're gonna make some um social uh we're gonna we're gonna make fun of some social faux pas uh but at the end of the story there's gonna be a little nugget of a point and maybe you'll go away with that and And so gone baby gone wasn't like that no and there's been some other movies that i've watched where it's not wrapped into like well, maybe not uh, comedy, but well, maybe wrapped in like, 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 but not wrapped around like like a fantasy film where like 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 Pegasuses are flying around and Medusas are throwing their hair at you. But there's like a big point, like a big like moral point at the end of the movie wrapped. I mean, it's, it's okay. So maybe they maybe they wrap maybe they wrap the point around a little bit of a romance. There was probably kind of a romance tweaked in there somewhat. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to the, a certain degree, there has to be. I the mean, two detectives were boyfriend and girlfriend, but the focus. I mean, you have to watch the film, but the focus was not necessarily and there was no there was boy no, meets girl and but there was no uh, uh, resolution of that. 
I mean, it didn't. The the the, the film didn't resolve that at all. It within itself. I mean, you you did did you did you walk away from the film wondering about that at all? There no, because there was because it was so it was such a minor plot. Th- there was point. There was resolution to okay. that, but but it wasn't. It was just to kind of carry the plot along, the main plot along. I, I, I without divulging too much. I mean, I, I mean. It, oh, so it it had a, a major uh, play in in the in the in the in the uh, ultimate structure of the film. Major. Well, yeah. if you're going to give the plot away, it must have. So instead of being wrapped around a comedic thing, it was wrapped around kind of a romantic no. feel. Of Again, ro- you'd have to see. Well, not maybe not romantic. You'd maybe have that to was see kind of film. a heavy like, word, but like when I think of romantic, I think of these movies that are right. Like, I, know, I know. Boy meets girl. Boy loses girl. Boy redeems himself. Or girl meets other boy. Boy redeems himself. Well, that's girl. your favorite little plot girl line. You have girl to make that. Makes boy. You know, I that's mean, your that's, three way. You're well, you no, still no, no, got no, bouncing no. around I'm in just, your head. I'm just talking about like any movie where you know you've seen that romantic comedy yeah, 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 where they yeah. oh I love you oh girl gets spunk in her hair <laughs> well no but you, you know it's, and then uses it as it's the same tile, tired guy. old plot where right. the, the new girlfriend sees the old the new boyfriend with the old girlfriend's like oh and then whatever it turns out to be a comedic misinter- misunderstanding of events and then they get back to it and live happily ever after but I guess again that movie kind of like the movie I just described that little love story and probably some comedic events that happen in between to like keep the story going love punch drunk love uh, I didn't finish my point but Sorry. you throw kind of a wrench in there what was your point? Forget about it. What's well, your point? Uh, well, I mean, my point is that that movie has a lot of people find that plot line intermixed with some comedic events entertainment, and want like Marley and Me or or whatever. Oh. Like they like that's fluffy bullshit. Fluffy bull, yeah, fluffy yeah. bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, the, the shit, the shit. You can, I guess, you could produce the shit for like thirty million dollars, and you can you can bring back in like sixty million dollars. Right, I mean, you get like Jennifer Aniston and uh, Owen Wilson. You put them in a movie together, and bam, you got you got a movie. Right, it doesn't matter what they say, as long as there's a couple of chuckles and maybe a couple of cute things and a misunderstanding. You know, a romantic yeah. misunderstanding. You got yourself a movie, right? And 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 you know, to a certain extent, some of those movies, like I've seen some of the who's the um, the befuddled English guy. Um, Rowan Atkinson. Oh, that's Mr. Bean. Um, um, <laughs> oh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. You know, he's been in some movies where or funerals and a wedding. I wasn't a particular fan of that, but there's I can't remember. Uh, there's like a Bridget couple, Fonda's Fondle Me video. No. But there's been a couple that he's been in where I've been like, oh, this is a pretty good movie. I mean, like it's well written, it's clever, but it still has that plot: boy meets girl, boy loses girl, blah 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 blah. But I mean, the other elements of the film and the plot lines, you, you kind of like hang on to, like, ah, oh, this is actually this is pretty good, pretty well written, pretty well. Spanglish. <laughs> no, that had. Oh, a- Adam Sandler. He's a funny fella, though. He's got that banana seat on his bicycle. Oh, I like riding on my banana seat. It feels good. Oh, I'm going to ride my banana seat to the store and buy some pudding the and best, rub it on my banana seat when I ride home. The best scene in Spanglish was when he made that sandwich. The sandwich. Well, that was a good looking sandwich. That's the best scene of yeah. the whole movie. The rest of it, I... Yeah, I that, yeah. That, that was like... You know what? That's all I remember from that movie, too. And I remember... That fucking sandwich. After I, I saw it, I was like, oh, I fried up eggs <laughs> and I put it on sandwich and cut it and I cut it so that the yolk would kind of dribble out and I could dip the rest of the sandwich and the yolk i was like damn that's a fantastic it never my sandwich this is the best sandwich i ever ate and my sandwiches never turned out as good as that sandwich looked it was probably but, a rubber sandwich <laughs> well it was a rubber what do you want for nothing a rubber what, biscuit what do you remember the movie was called spanglish so obviously there was a hispanic woman in it and adam sandler and a fucking sandwich what she else had, happened i don't remember she had big tits though i remember that were they were they bare Mm, I don't think so. No, I I remember the sandwich. That's about all I remember. All I remember is the sandwich. But anyways, I guess getting back to my point is there are these movies that don't have the the fantasy, the the comedy, um, 
But they have a point. Yeah, but they have a point. Like even okay, t- okay. What about Magnolia? What the fuck was that all about? That, I don't even remember that movie but anymore. But see, Magnolia had the twist with the frogs, and a lot of people don't like Magnolia. What the fuck? I, I don't. I'd have to watch it again. I don't. I mean, I remember I liked it, but I don't remember what the fuck it was about. I liked Magnolia. Remember the, it started raining frogs, and I was climbing up on the pole, and uh, I liked Magnolia because it had witty dialogue, um, and then the frog scene. And I thought Tom Cruise's character as like the, the charismatic like I don't remember he was you in that can movie. be a millionaire too. All you got to do is follow my twelve step program. And he's just basically this shyster trying to sell his twelve step program. Meanwhile, his dad's dying of cancer, and I mean it was all kind of interwoven. All you gotta do is send a hundred dollars to the uh, yeah. the diet Dianetics phone. Yeah, Dianetics <laughs> will you take get to level three in no time. But I mean that had witty writing. It was um, humorous at points. And it had that crazy fucked up frog scene where, and I liked that because like it started raining frogs and everyone was like, "What's well, fucking raining frogs? This is weird." And then I think the very next scene after it started raining frogs, everyone's just like kind of like reflected on their lives. And it was just, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like it doesn't make much sense, but these people kind of looked at their lives and were like, "Oh fuck! Yesterday it just rained frogs. Who in the hell's what is going to do tomorrow? I got to focus on what's going on in my life today and take care of." Yeah, you know what's going on, you know. And right after it rained frogs, Tom Cruise went to go visit his father, who was dying of cancer. And the the cop visited uh, the girl and was like, you know, I don't want to be alone anymore. And it, you know, it all kind of came together because yeah. of this event. I get that. I mean, it had witty writing and it had things that people could relate to. Now, Gone Baby Gone's about like a four year old girl who's kidnapped and a single mother who doesn't know how to deal with it. And as a parent. As you're a parent, I mean, you watch these things and oh. it's kind of heavy hitting. You're like, yeah, well, is this, this <clears throat> isn't it. I mean, my fucking daughter was kidnapped. Well, I don't even know what I would do. You know, you're trying to put yourself into that position. And oh, you're just like, holy shit. So, okay. So it has a, a, a little bit of a personal, a little, but okay. not so much because. So, I mean, if you, if you'd watch this like 10 years ago, you'd be like, what the fuck is this all about? Right. Maybe. I mean, again, if. Okay, maybe 10 years ago, so I'm 32 now, so I've been 22. Again, if I could have... No designs on kids, yeah. You're just like, ah, fuck it. I want to watch Fast and Furious. I want to watch... No, I've never been a Fast and Furious guy. Well, whatever. whatever. I I want to watch Brazil again. I'd rather watch that. I'd rather watch the Simpsons movie. If they come on with the Simpsons movie, I can't wait. I hope they come out with the Simpsons movie in 10 years. Um, If... At 22, my attention could have held me to the end of the movie... I probably would have been as like, wow, wow, that's a lot to think about. Wow, that's really heavy. Oh my god! If gosh. you would have sat and watched it quietly for that, right? Long. And I and I and I, as a thirty-two-year-old person, I I can't speculate as to what twenty-two-year-old right. well, Jeremy. I, I'm not. How long twenty-two-year-old Jeremy would have sat yeah. through that film? Because, and I'm not. I'm not asking you that. No, no, no. I, oh, I right. But I'm just like saying. It it is more is more pertinent uh, where we are right now as fathers, yeah, right? To to consider bit. that, uh, but I don't think it's a movie for fathers and mothers. I mean, not necessarily, but maybe it probably has a little bit more to say if it has to deal with uh, you know the children the kidnapping of a four year old daughter. I mean, right. wow, yeah, that's a that's a pretty heavy thing to think about, you know. But there's, I mean, there, there's like sinister plots inside of it and whatever that are kind of wrapped into there. But I don't know. I, I guess. Do you call that? I, I don't feel. I mean, I watched it. I didn't feel like when I got done with it that I wasted my time. But As you did with uh, the eagle eye, r- right, right, right. So because yeah, when it's just like pure entertainment, you're like oh yeah, I was entertained. But you know what? You feel guilty for just sitting there for for an hour and a half, just getting entertained. I, that's the way I feel. It depends. I mean, if I don't take yeah. something away from from a movie or from a book or from whatever, I'm like. Wow, that was kind of a waste, you know, because I I have a tendency to like build um, my my daily life even to the point of every single day being a little bit different of a person because I know I'm I'm different every single day. I, I change um, based on either movies I've watched or music I've listened to even or books I've read or news I've heard. Like news, uh-huh. that's why news is actually kind of cool because it. It, you you have this you have the static view of of the of the world in your head at any given time, all right, and and your senses are interpreting that world, and that's changing all the time. So when you hear news from places that you can't see with your own eyes or whatever, okay, so you're interpreting that reality with your ears, and then you know through the filter of your brain and building that you're you're changing that 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 world that you have in your head. Mm-hmm. 
uh it's where was i going with that i don't know it's it's different it changes every single day you know and if you don't if you don't roll with that then you're going to be happy just watching eagle eye and getting entertained and not feeling guilty about not you know somehow being more a part of things yeah. whereas i think what you're saying is that you you feel that way somehow if even if you don't admit to yourself that well i feel guilty for not for sitting there just being purely strictly entertained. I well now I don't I mean do you ever may, do you, I mean maybe to a certain degree? Not only if it's stupid entertainment that you don't believe in? Not maybe guilty. I don't really feel guilty about Well not guilty but what you like you wasted your time. Yes. But, I got I got done okay, with Okay, so what's the difference between waste but like feeling like you wasted your time and feeling guilty about not having done something more important? Okay, so guilty would be like um let's say my daughter's a little bit older, right? And I should be helping her build her soapbox racer. But instead of watching her soap build her You're going to go and box, play the new video game. I'm going to play a new video game or not not no, let's not even put it that way because let's put it I'm going to watch Eagle Eye, right? And I get done watching Eagle Eye and it was such a bad movie and it was such a waste of time and I could have been spending that time helping my daughter build her soapbox racer. That's guilt. Now, take the same scenario and let's say I'm supposed to help my daughter build a soapbox racer and the president's about to give an address about something important and I watch that and I get some real information about what's going on in our political landscape. I might feel a little guilty for still not helping her, but I'm not going to feel as guilty as like, you know, putting her off to watch some piece of shit movie. Well, see, now we're getting into the definition of guilt because... That's my, I mean... Well, okay, um, see now the way I look at it is there's always things that I could be doing that would be better than than sitting there getting entertained. Well, sure. You know what I mean? I mean, you could be well, all right, you know what? I know that in in well, a year and a half my daughter's going to be in the soapbox race, so I could actually like do some research now and figure out how to do it. Or let's see, you know, next week we, we have this party going on and I, I could do some research about what I'm, what, what I should do for it. Or, or yeah. I, I could be, I mean, there's always things you could, there's always better things you could be doing. There's, there's more effective ways to use your time. I'm not saying that about you, but that's no. the way I'm kind of programmed and that it kind of sucks. Well, no, no, I don't no. know what to do about it. Maybe there's some pharmaceuticals I can take, you know, <laughs> it's guilt free. Hey, come yeah, on. Yeah, but it won't be covered you on your fl- current insurance policy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, Pretty soon, I, though, I, hey, according I, to the uh, yeah, presidential right. thing, the, which we wouldn't have watched if it hadn't been for me. Yeah, that's right. Good good call. Although um, we wouldn't be podcasting at 2 in the morning, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's only 2.30. Jesus, H. Um, H. There is always something better that you could be doing with your time than watching a movie. I'd rather be... Not rather. Fill in the blank. No, not rather, but there's always... like. Uh, my house needs work. I'd be better off doing fill in the blank. Uh, That's the next bumper sticker. I'm not even going to say better off because you have to like, th- these are all loosely defined. Like if you work all day and you work, you work, you work and you come home and, and you got to, you got to drive to, you got to go to the grocery store and you got a grocery shop and then you got to take your, your, you know, I don't know. You got to do all this stuff. You got to do all this stuff. And then, and then finally, you know, you're able to like read your kid a story. Oh yeah. That was good to see. What was your day? Like, you do all that sort of stuff and you put it to bed and then it's like, all right, what am I going to do with my time? You know, I only got like four hours before it's time for me to go to bed. Uh, boy, I should, I'm going to work in the house. And work. I mean, at some point, you just need some time to be like, feed me some, just plug me in, jack me in, you know. Yeah, but then I need if some you, time for me. Or I want to read a book, even if it's like you're reading a book or a graphic novel. Or But what if you, what if you uh, went to a job where you made so much money that you would only have to work an hour a day? And then you had all the rest of the day and you wouldn't have to send your kid off to daycare or whatever and you could just spend all the time with your kid or with your family or working on the house. That'd be fantastic. Well, I mean, but... See, and so so there's there's that because, I mean, I go to work and I make about $3 an hour and it's like, <laughs> I am kind of like, well, no, I kind of feel guilty because I should be making more money and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like just Mr. Guilty, you know? I feel guilty about everything I do. And no matter what I do... 
I mean, I, this is probably a subject that I should bring up with my psychologist. <laughs> hey, that's what this whole podcast is all about. This is psychology ah, to anybody is... who wants to listen out on the interweb. It's either this or uh, go out in the in the woods and trip out and play drums, huh? And strip naked and so, howl at the moon. Well, I don't know about the stripping naked, but the rest of that sounds sounds pretty sweet. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. Bumbity uh, bumbity bum. I don't feel guilty about even watching a stupid movie. I mean, I'll get done with it and be like, oh, "That was a stupid movie." I mean, there's so many other things that could have been done, but I well, don't feel guilt. <clears throat> like guilt to me is like doing something that you know you shouldn't well, be doing, so, like something that sits in like the pit of your stomach, yeah. where you're like, "Wow, that yeah. was a bad decision." Like, yeah, like the, if the, like if, if there's an old lady in front of you and she drops a twenty dollar bill and you're you, like, oh, "Did you take it?" Did or she something? see it? Did she see it? Did she see it? I'm gonna, right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna move forward. I'm gonna. Whoops! Oh, not, you know what? I got this one. I should just, I should go up there and give it back to her. And then then she walks away, and yeah. you're like, "Oh, I was thinking about giving it back to her, but I, I never did. Thought too much, oh, and now I'm stuck with it. What should I? Oh, I'll go and give it to charity, and that'll alleviate. Maybe that'll you know balance the karma out. But okay, well, so now you can do something about that. But what about this? You're driving down the street, and you're not quite paying attention, and you hit this big puddle. That just splashes like three people that happen to be walking across the sidewalk. Uh, Ain't nothing you can do about that. They're splashed. You're driving on. They're looking at you like, what the hell is that guy's problem? That's guilt. That for me, I'd be like, oh man, those people are wet. You know, they got to walk like three, four blocks back to their house. They didn't ask for this. I'm kind of a dick because I wasn't paying attention. I uh, see now that. I don't know. If I would be like, ooh, I'd feel kind of bad. But that, well, to me, that's guilt that's i feel guilty like oh man I mean, well what is guilt guilt is guilt is doing something wrong right yeah but is that I wrong plead guilty or i plead innocent yeah, was that wrong to drive through a puddle i mean that's you were just driving what it's uh, not like you did it on purpose if you did it on purpose or something but if you were just driving and there was a puddle there and they were standing there i would think about it for the rest I, of the day i'd be like oh man those people at all oh, they're all wet and Maybe somebody yeah, maybe had, they had Dr. Scholes and they were like, thanks, I'll <laughs> hey, just walk home. No problem. Fucking, I don't know, that, fucking that, marketing commercials. That's what guilt... I mean, I got... I got see, look at this. I got so many... In your house, you know, you got so many projects going on. I mean... Yeah, hey, you I get them done, though. I don't get nothing done. I can't feel... It's... I can't feel guilty about watching a movie instead of like. Yeah, I know, whatever. I know. I feel guilty about eating a whole fucking bag of chips for Christ's sakes. I that's got my, something I mean, my that's, body is in that's bad something we're feeling and, guilty about. Uh, you know, I'll go to the Chinese buffet and I'll be like, oh man, why, why did you do it? But I don't even know if that's guilt. I, I mean, I don't really even know if that's guilt because guilt-free cheesecake. I would, you know, because guilt. twelve hours later, I feel like it's a new page. Like, okay. You know, because no, I'm gonna eat salad for the rest of the week. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, like I all can, my guilt's gone. I'm gonna wash it not away. Not twelve hours. Wash it away. If I eat the buffet at twelve noon, Do I don't two get rosaries. Up. So like eighteen hours later at eight a.m., I can wake up and be like, all right, Cheerios for breakfast, yogurt for lunch, and uh, healthy so what salad. About, what for about dinner? the priest? Do you think they feel guilty about the altar boy altercations there with their? I bet you. You think so? But I, then they could do it again. But they're addicted to it. I bet you. I bet. You. What about alcoholics that drink and drink and drink? Oh, I should I should be, you know, buying food for my family, and here I am yeah. buying another round for the dang me, dang me. They ought to take a rope and hang me, hang me from the highest tree. Oh, woman, won't you weep for me? I would say that the single alcoholic, the guy who's not married, doesn't have kids, doesn't have, he's got a job and a car, or whatever, but he doesn't have like familial responsibilities. Who's an alcoholic who. Every day he gets up and is like, you know what? I'm done. This is it. I'm not going to drink it. Last night, while wow, it was a bender. I'm not drinking anymore. And then come 6 p.m., he was like, oh, he's, I mean, the guys are at the bar. I'm going oh, to drink. I don't think that guy feels guilty. He probably feels, and this is going to sound stupid, but he probably kind of feels bad maybe the next day, which is different than guilty. Because, and then, again, like I said, it's going to sound silly. Now, guilty is where you're a family man, you're a father or even a mother, right? And you've got responsibilities to pay the mortgage, the car insurance, put food on the table and clothe your children. And you leave work at two o'clock to go get a drink, go get a beer. You know, it's wrong. You know, you got a problem. Well, maybe I see. I don't know. I, I've never, I'm not an alcohol. I mean, maybe I, I, depends on where your, where your responsibility, where, where what's your, your priorities, priorities lie. Yeah. But I mean, 
I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know anything about alcoholism. From what I understand, it's like really hard to quit. But I mean, if you know where your priorities are, you can be like, holy sh- I'm not going to drink anymore. I, I got... I can't even afford to keep my kids. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the whole Michael Vick thing. And it's like, when does the justice system work and when does it not work? I mean, what is the definition of guilt? If, If the law is written one way where they say, you're guilty if you do this, and the person that does that thing thinks, you know what? The way I was raised, it's not a crime to do that. So I am not guilty. Because right. I don't believe that I should have any guilt for doing that. Because, like, people from different countries might not have any guilt for doing... Like, somebody that grew up in in, in Denmark or in uh, wherever it is where, where marijuana is legal. Right. They come over here and they fire up a joint and they're walking downtown Madison and boom, they get their cuffs slapped on them and they get thrown in jail. You're guilty. Why? This is a natural thing. This is this is what I grew up with. You know, this was, this well, was part of our yeah. heritage. This is what I do, you know? Oh, but it's our law over here. Well, am I supposed to feel guilty for something that you believe should should cause me guilt? You know? No, I don't know. What what so it's an individual moralistic uh choice, right? More moral morality play. Right. Like like the whole dog fighting thing. Well, I mean, a guy likes to fight dogs. Well, okay, is he guilty? What are you, what are you gonna do? Yeah, he's guilty under our justice system. But in his own mind, but when is when is guilty? his when is his penance paid? Then, I mean, when he does his two years, you know, well, no, maybe that whole time he's like, no, I'm completely innocent of anything because I don't believe it was wrong to do this. I don't know. That's well, maybe that's yeah, a different kind of man. guilt. No, maybe that's I, like a justice guilt thing. But well, I'm but, talking but, more but, of like the the general malaise you feel for doing something. I mean, that the whole puddle thing that was kind of that was silly to me because I would, well, it was kind of a silly example. I wouldn't feel but, guilty about that. I mean, a little, maybe a, I'd be like, Hey, sorry guys, you know, whatever. I mean, kind of like if somebody, you know, cuts in front of you or something, or if you, if you all of a sudden the lane ends and you're, and, and everybody else knew it and you were kind of like in this other oh, lane and, and you just like slid in. Yeah. And you were like, Oh, I got a snick in here, you know? And you had to, and then there was like, and the guy was like, what the fuck? Oh, okay. I'll feel guilty for five seconds. Five seconds and I'll right. talk about it. Maybe, you know, if, if somebody says, right. Oh, what happened on the way to work? Oh, this, but. Splashes somebody with a puddle. I, come on, no, that's I, that's like, well, right, yeah, whoops. In fact, it might even be kind of like, oh, she's seen this little lady. Man, her hair just when she was like, <laughs> you know, you can see the blue running out of her right. hair. I, down you know, her and face. her mascara was running. I don't know, and just yeah, okay, it, it was a silly example. It was, but but I mean, okay, so they talk about a lot. I mean, as far as it goes with guilt, you know, any last words before we commence sentencing? And and that's the time when the person who's about to be sentenced, like we all, Your Honor, we find them guilty, right? And so you know you're you you know you've been convicted. You know you're going to face something, either a fine or some jail time or whatever. That's then your opportunity to express your guilt towards the crime that you've been convicted of, or in some cases, be like, no, I. I I'm not guilty, which I don't think usually happens. So then, I mean, you, uh, I tend to hear these stories where it's like, well, so-and-so took the stand and laid out, you know, how he felt about this whole conviction. And, you know, it's just, I just couldn't see the guilt in his eyes. You know, he just didn't seem that guilty. And apparently the judge didn't see it either because he gave him the maximum sentence or just the opposite. Well, he took the stand and he could just see the tears and he looked so frightened and guilty and, and, and he felt that he showed remorse for the crime that he had committed and the judge went lenient on him, only gave him the minimum sentence, you know? So there's a perception, like an emotional connection, I guess, to guilt. It, does that make any sense? Where like, well, you're redeemed to a certain extent if you can uh, show that I, you have the guilt for whatever it is that. You I think we're talking about two of. completely different things. Actually, we well, started out talking talk- about the judicial system, right? Right, and I, that was that was kind of a. It was an aside. That was definitely. my fault. That was my fault okay. that I jumped into that because right, well, I, I think what we were talking about was was like our own internal guilt because. Right. But we the, can go back the guilt of the justice system is something that's imposed as a law that's right. set as precedent, you know, in fr- from the past of what supposedly the the people believe is is a is a proper and right way to to behave within a society. Whereas an individual who like like myself for example feels guilt over you know sitting and watching an entertaining movie instead of you know, uh, researching things th- that would help my daughter learn to to to, to talk earlier, or to like learn the learn the alphabet, or 
or whatever, or, or even going back to school myself and learning some more things so that I could maybe make more money so that we could afford to send her to swim lessons or whatever. That's a different yeah, no, kind no. of guilt. I mean, I'm like riddled with that personal guilt constantly. I tangented upon your tangent. Right. I'm but, the one that, and there is, okay. those are two very different kind of guilt. I mean, there's, so there's, you could almost use like a different word for those two things. Let's I mean, it's go like back. the Eskimo snow, you know, it's like, yeah. well, there's, there's guilt in the, in the, in the, uh, you know, justice system sense, and there's guilt on the personal level. There's like personal guilt. Right. Zeitgeist. What, no, Zeitgeist. Well, uh, I don't know what that means. Schadenfreude, whatever it is. It's probably a German word that describes it, but I am um, at a loss for German words. So, Schadenfreude. I look at, okay, so going back to the guilt that we originally started with, I look at guilt as um, knowing that it's your wedding anniversary or knowing that it's your significant other's birthday. And instead of planning a party, getting a gift, making a card, or whatever it is that you would do to signify this event, you watch a movie instead. Right, and then so that's a good example. So, so, so Tuesday is the event, right? And you've 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 let it slip, and Monday you're just like, ah, I should buy a gift. Oh, eagle eyes on. <laughs> oh, this movie Fuck, sucks. This movie was terrible. Fuck Damn the it. stores are oh, and, and you know, and then but then the hmm, I think I know what your answer is. When does the guilt actually happen? Does the guilt actually happen at the moment that you realize that you just did something that caused you not to be able to do the thing that you should have been able to do, or is the guilt when you make you, that decision? Or is the guilt when you get up the next morning and your wife comes like, oh, honey, any- I got you something. And, well, if say it's her birthday, like, anything special about today? It's Tuesday, you know. Did you remember? There's just some stuff going on. And, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's your birthday. That's a, that's and I watched a movie. I mean, is that like you're caught, right? I mean, it's like, well, there's no, I mean. Oh, I got. I'll be right back, honey. I gotta put gas in the car because, and then you and you go get some flowers. And you oh, I got gas. Oh, and like I found the flowers in the back. You know, I mean, you know what I mean. Like that's kind of a Simpsonsy type joke. But my point is, is when does the guilt hit? At the time that you make the decision that you're going to watch a movie instead of like doing something for your wife, yeah, or at the time that you finish that movie and you're like, oh man, it's nothing's open and fuck, or when you're caught, like, oh, did you get me anything? Or I mean, all those times, don't not, you think? I mean, I, I, your wife's not. You must have been. You must have lived through this kind of particular situation. I all right, even no, even even simpler than that is like, okay, that. your garbage. Uh, can is full and you know tomorrow morning garbage comes at 7 o'clock and you're sitting there watching this movie like oh yeah I gotta I gotta go out there and put the garbage out there and then, then you just kind of fall asleep on the couch or whatever you've, next morning oh, I'll just get up tomorrow morning you, just, you hear the garbage like, oh you run out there and it's full and the thing is stinking from two weeks just you're like, oh my god I sat there and watched the freaking movie I, it would have taken me two minutes I don't feel guilt. That doesn't make me feel guilty. That just makes me feel stupid. And I seriously, <laughs> well, and, stupidity and guilt. And I mean, I've how, done how close that are you? You know, are they kissing cousins? But I mean, the thing is, is, that's a rectifiable situation. You can you can pick up that garbage can, and there's a place right down the road that you can take that garbage and dump it. Your your big brown bin. How are you going to load that in your car? In your van. I mean, you fucked up. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna empty it into some black trash bags, and you're gonna take it. Over. I mean, yes, there's Ugh. you can rectify that situation. I'm talking about a situation that can't be easily rectified. And I mean, I've done it with recyclables. You know, fuck. You know, and then you you forget, and then you're like, oh, you know, you got this thing with filled up with this, and you're like, I'm so stupid. I could have just spent the two minutes. I don't feel guilty for that. I mean, that's I don't feel guilty for my own stupidity. You know, well, but it was but a decision again, you made, right? I mean, I guess like foregoing my wife's birthday present or birthday planning or whatever to watch a movie—that's not necessarily that—that's stupidity. That's that was, stupidity, but then it causes guilt. So guilt, something that is a result can of be. a stupid decision, not necessarily always a result of. Stupidity. Well, see, now that comes back to your puddle thing because that's not necessarily stupidity. That's just. Something that happened. I was and paying you, attention. You were well, but it was that really stupidity? No, that's not stupidity. No, it's a, that's an accidental thing. So there's accidental guilt and there's there's purposeful guilt, right? There's like right. 
choiceful guilt. I don't know. Well, it's like you're... you're That's the worst kind. It's though. like your, your, your example of driving on the road and you got the merge sign, which you completely missed, which was three quarters of a mile back and everybody read it and you're like, oh shit, I got to merge. And then, Yo, then you feel stupid. And then you're like, you know, and but you kind of like hang your head in shame and the guy comes I actually by, don't. I get like, mad. I'd be mad. I'd be like, fuck you, let me in for Christ's sakes. You know, this is... I, I So I miss a sign. Give me a fucking break. What do you want me to do? Sit here until well, all the other cars are gone? It'll take me a... How did you ever cut somebody off i mean not like cut you off but you oh yeah you weren't paying attention yeah. you check your mirror or whatever and you, 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 you feel you, kind of stupid you cut yourself and you look back in your mirror and there's this guy that's like two inches off your bum like oh my god yeah and you're like huh. well and again i guess i don't feel guilty about that i just feel kind of stupid, stupid like boy yeah. i should have really been paying more attention so where is the line between stupidity and guilt i, I mean, guess what guilt is, is a is a, is a conscious is choice of something you do that make that that would have been stupidity if it wasn't a conscious See, choice. Like, okay, so going, I think I might have said this, but to 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 re elaborate, reinterpret, guilt so is think, like guilt is like a gnawing uh, a thing in the pit of your stomach. This is like you did this and guilt. Like you know, I think the stupider you are, the less you feel guilt. So the more, the smarter you <laughs> the are, more guilt you the have, more the guilt. Yeah. Are. Hey, there's my. That's that's what wraps it up right there. That pretty much states it all. What do you think, folks? Let us know. How smart are you? If you're smart, you feel a lot of guilt. If you're dumb, fuck it. Doesn't matter. You're just oh, oh duh, I made a mistake. And if you feel guilty for not emailing us, you should do so right now do by it. entering TFI at TFICast.com and your favorite email bro- or email reader, sender, program. It's, it's been a while since we've gotten any, so it would be nice to... send us a little message. A little guilt. What, what do you feel a, guilty about? Send us about? a little guilt. Yeah. <laughs> We're guilting you into sending we, us something. We should make, here. like, they got Hershey's Kisses. We should make, like, TFICast guilt. And sell it on some website. Just a little can- bottles. Candy guilt. What would guilt taste like? <laughs> if a kiss tastes like wow, milk chocolate. Guilt. What does guilt taste like? It's like, well, what is... Well, there's guilty pleasure. So milk. I mean, it's be like fish fish semen. There's guilty pleasure. So maybe guilt just is like this overabundance. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's like a it's like a little tiny thing, like the size of like a marble, but it's got like 500 calories in it, but it just tastes like mouthwateringly awesome that you have to have like five of them. So by the yeah. time you get done eating the five of them that are just so mouthwateringly awesome, you're just like, oh my god! I just the ate chocolate black hole. I just ate twenty five hundred calories. It's like a whole bag of hot Cheetos. But is that guilt or is that just stupidity again? Wow. I guess maybe I don't even know what guilt is. Guiltidity. Guilt is doing something wrong, but then knowing that you did something Stilt. wrong. But logically, if you know something's wrong, why would you do it in the first place? Because you're lazy. I don't think most people feel... I don't think anybody feels guilt until they're caught. Mm, no. Okay. I, I certainly don't. I, I feel guilty... Unless you, unless you about have things to. That I, I feel guilty about things that I don't do. I feel guilty about sitting and watching a movie when I should be researching my daughter's birthday party or figuring out what uh what i should be or i, I should be organizing the hard drive uh, you know all the all the pictures and putting them on a on a on a external hard drive so that if my computer ever crashes that i have backups i should be doing there's lots of things i should be doing yeah you know? but you know i what? should be doing laundry i should go and do a batch of laundry i should be Whatever you know, there's. I should be organizing the garage. I should be, wow, wow, always, constantly. I mean, there's always a backload of stuff that I should be doing, and uh. I feel guilty about not doing that. And at some point, I just have to shut it down. And and that's what when I find a good movie that can like distract me from that, that's good. Yeah. That that's what that's why there's only certain movies that I really like that I can really sit down and watch and enjoy because most movies I can figure out and I'm like oh yeah okay this is just a guilty pleasure this is just like a eh, it's kind of a stupid movie but it's kind of fun to watch and entertainment All well right. I I don't really like that because it it doesn't override that that guilt feeling that I have you know it has to be really good and actually this gets back to um, g- gone or whatever. Gone in thirty. What is it? The gone, baby, gone. Gone, baby, gone. Because 
a movie like that, it's like, wow, okay, yeah, I was feeling kind of guilty about watching this movie, but now that it, it seems like I've learned something from it and it's taken me somewhere that I hadn't thought about before in my own mind and yeah. maybe even, you know, helped me in, in some situations maybe that I haven't gotten to yet or, or maybe that I have had in the past that I didn't know how to resolve. And so I don't feel quite so guilty about watching this movie. But if it's just a fluffy entertainment movie, uh, it'll be over and I'll be like, wow, that was really crap, you know? Night at the Museum. It's like, wow, all right, that was a stupid pile of of crap that I just wasted two hours of my life, you know? I don't know. Okay, well. I feel guilty about watching it because it's like, well... Let's, let's, Hell, you know what? I, I feel guilty about watching a movie like that when I could have been watching an episode of Doctor Who. I would have rather watched well, Doctor yeah, Who, I mean, you know, because that would have been more entertaining to me. And Eagle I would've... Eye was a two-hour movie, and on, I mean, two hours of Doctor Who would have been much better, yeah, way better. I mean, exa- but but do much... you feel guilty to the point of, well, I could have been watching Doctor Who instead of this? Well, I've seen all the Doctor Whos. Well, but you can watch them again. Like, ah, I watch them over and over all right uh let's wrap it up here i think what i would like to see from any of our listeners who are still out there and actually our web stats have been inching up a little bit a little little bit bit, you know so maybe maybe some people are out there like some new subscribers new listeners if you're out there uh send us an email at tfi at tficast.com and tell us what tell me eric apparently knows what it is but tell me what guilt is Mm, that's what makes fish but happy. I don't want to hear like the story about like well I splashed some people in a puddle <laughs> my mom had cancer and I went to a movie and she died while I was at the movie that would be guilt and so if you've got that story I don't want to she I had mean, cancer for 20 years I didn't I was by her bedside the whole time I went to a movie once she died <laughs> one time that's I what she was waiting movie. for oh Gaval. now I feel that's, guilty that's the but that's, that's schadenfreude right there. she wanted me she's like you're gonna feel guilty for this uh, just, yeah, just yeah, you yeah. wait and see she died on purpose while I was at the movies and it was it was fucking eagle eye wasn't even a good movie alright uh, until next time I'm Jeremy. This this has been yeah. This has been fun. We have to start planning the uh, 100 episode extravaganza already. Oh my gosh, that's it's 25 episodes away. But we need to really do something. Oh big. my gosh, yeah. We should like we'll do, do it, it on the skydiving. Oh wow, <laughs> I'm up for it. All right, no pun intended. All right, take it easy, folks. Don't watch Eagle Eye, but check out Gone Baby Gone. That would be the uh, thesis of this podcast, I think. And and don't feel guilty. No. It's not worth it. You're, no. There, life is... Life's too short. Yeah. Life's too short to feel guilty. There, that sums it up. We should make a t-shirt. Huh? Oh.